Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pet Cetera. This is Cherie Kraft, author and creator here at Pet Cetera, coming to you from www.petcetera4u.com. Welcome, everyone. If you're a return listener, we're glad to have you back. If you're new, we welcome you with open paws and wagging tails. So this evening, our podcast is going to cover our second article that was published. Uh, it is titled, What is that stuff in my pet's food? The reality of the dangerous ingredients in pet foods. Since there have been pets, there have been pet owners going above and beyond the, to the best of their capabilities to provide the best of everything for their beloved furry family member. Food is definitely no exception. There are tons of pet foods on the market for every type, breed, and lifestyle of pet. There are those that look and smell very delicious. There are those for specific breeds. There are those that are formulated for certain medical conditions. And there are so many flavors out there that the list just goes on and on. Many are designed for weight loss. Some are grain-free for those that have allergies. And many have lots of color. Now, while our pets don't really care what their food looks like, uh, it's, we have lots of color in a lot of these foods, and it's designed to look good to the pet owner. While others are soft versus hard, some are better for dental health, still others are for seniors versus the puppy, kitten, or adult pet. <clears throat> the picture is clear. There's a pet food for every size, shape, and color to fit every age, every level of activity, and every health situation that's out there. So which of these foods is best for your pet? What are the ingredients in all these foods? Why are there so many ingredients? What are all those long words in the ingredient list? What are they for? What do they mean? Are they really good for your dog or cat? Are they dangerous? Are they safe? Well, all of these questions should be considered when you're choosing a food for your furry companion. This is a discussion that is well worth the time with your trusted veterinarian. And I feel it's imperative. We really need to know if we're going to give a food every day over a long period of time, just what it is that we're putting in our dog's bodies or our cat's bodies. We need to know what's in the pet's food. We all want what is best for our pets. Each and every pet has a specific individual need. The sad and frightening truth is there's an incredible amount of dangerous ingredients in so many of these pet foods that are on the market. In most cases, loving pet owners are going out there and paying premium dollar for high quality dog foods that they believe is the best thing for their four-legged family friend. They have no idea that they're giving their pet a food every day that's labeled safe and approved by the FDA for sale, but yet it's packed full of toxic ingredients that could be slowly causing considerable health issues or even eventual death. The pet food market uses many dangerous ingredients for a variety of reasons. Common reasons for these ingredients, also known as preservatives, are to prevent spoilage, dyes for color for eye appeal, which we were discussing earlier, preservatives for long shelf life, and moistening agents to prevent bacterial growth while they're on that shelf over a time. Some ingredients are insecticidal or even used in antifreeze. That's very spooky. Pet owners tend to feed diets on a perpetual long-term basis. So pet diets don't usually have much change, which is the reason that these chemical ingredients have the potential to be so hazardous because of the long-term subjection to the chemicals while we feed foods day after day after day. Some of the most commonly used toxins we're gonna discuss, and we want you to be able to recognize them and understand what they are and why they're so dangerous. So the first one I'm going to start with is propylene glycol. 
It's a moistening agent. It's used in some foods, a lot more in dog foods, and it helps the food to retain its texture and prevent bacterial growth. The danger lies in the fact that it's derived from ethylene glycol. Now that may sound familiar to some of you, in case it doesn't, ethylene glycol is also known as antifreeze, and it's very toxic to animals. It's been shown to uh, cause a serious type of blood disease known as Heinz body anemia. Propylene glycol has been banned by the FDA for the use in cat foods now, but unfortunately it's still allowed in dog food and dog treats and can be very harmful over long-term use. So if you see propylene glycol in the ingredients of your pet's food or treats, please, please do not give that to them anymore. So sometimes when you're looking at the ingredient list, you'll see certain letters and you'll think, what are those and what do they stand for? So BHA, um, it's an antioxidant. It has a long name and you're best to look for the BHA, but just for the purpose of information, it's butylated hydroxyanisole. But BHA, again, is an antioxidant that's used mostly as a preservative in food, animal feed, but it's also used as a preservative in cosmetics, rubber, and petroleum products. Now, that doesn't sound too good to me, that something that's used in cosmetics, rubber, and petroleum products is actually within the treats or the foods for my pet. It's recognized as a human carcinogen. It's cancer-causing and causes certain types of tumors. BHA is used in certain pet foods and treats as a preservative to extend shelf life of the product. And as mentioned previously, the big concern is the long-term use of this product, and it contains those carcinogenic preservatives to our pets in their daily diets. You see, BHA, please stop using that particular brand of food or treat. Another chemical that is something like BHA that you may see is BHT. Again, it has a long name. Most of the time you'll just see BHT, but that is butylated hydroxytoluene. Uh, long words, uh, but it is a chemical used as a preservative to prevent fats and oils and pet foods from spoiling prematurely. Like BHA, BHT extends the shelf life, but of the fat within the food. So now we're preserving the fat, which the preservative and the fat are, are dangerous and not healthy. So what we need to remember is if we see BHA or BHT, we need to stay away from these ingredients in our pet's treats and our pet's food. A scary thing about BHT is it's also used in cosmetics and petroleum products like BHA, but it's also used in jet fuels, and this one will blow you away, even in bombing fluid. And this is not stuff we want in our pet's food bowls every day or in the treats that we hand them. The use of BHT has become very controversial, and it is suspect uh, of causing cancerous tumors. Uh, it's been banned as a preservative in foods in several countries. Unfortunately, it's still used in the U.S., but it is banned in Australia, Japan, Sweden, and Romania. Once again, the concern for using this is that when we have these chemicals in our foods and in our treats, the long-term use when they're given to pets over and over is just monumental health risk, and it really should be avoided. Uh, some of the other ones, which we discussed earlier, the dyes, they're in there for eye appeal for us pet owners. The pets really don't care what color their food is, but those dyes can be 
dangerous and cause health issues. <clears throat> Another big one is TBHQ. Um, the big word for that, most of the time you'll just see TBHQ, is tertiary butyl hydroxyquinone. It's a form of butane. Now, I'm going to date myself, but they used to put butanes in lighters when I was growing up. But what it's used for more these days is to make varnish and resins, not something you want in your pet's bowl. Ethoexequin meal product. It is sometimes hidden in the list of ingredients. Again, exoxyquin. It is technically a pesticide and it's been linked to cancer. So, you know, these are long names, you know, say them, spell them, it's almost impossible. But recognizing that when you see it, it's a bad thing. If you see TBHQ, if you see ethoxyquin, we need to get away from those treats and foods. Sodium metabisulfite is a bleaching agent found in many pet foods. Again, if you see this, you need to find a different food or treat. So another one I want to discuss, um, a lot of times people buy foods because, oh, it has meat in it. This is good. Uh, you know, my pet's a carnivore. Well, a lot of times people think they're getting meat and what they're getting is meat byproducts, rendered fat. And unfortunately, when you see meat byproduct or rendered fat, it's usually organs or tissues obtained from dead animals. I kid you not, often these byproducts are roadkill, dead zoo animals, and unfortunately, even euthanized pets from animal shelters. So look and make sure that if you think you have meat, that you have meat, that it's natural, it's not a byproduct or rendered fat. Another really big one that's very popular in the United States is corn and soy grain. They're used as fillers. They're popular as a main ingredient, uh, especially dog foods as a thickener, and it's a cost cut. Uh, it's cheaper to make. Corn and soy are so plentiful in the United States, and most often they're genetically modified. Another bad thing. And it's uh, sprayed with potential cancer-causing chemicals like insecticides when it's growing. So, you know, this is like a triple whammy. You know, the most interesting fact about the fact that uh, corn and soy are used so heavily is that um, it's foreign to what's natural for a dog or cat. Dog and cats are carnivore, carnivores, and corn and soy are grain. But yet it, may, it, it continues to be a main ingredient in so many pet foods. This is something that I would caution you about. Just if, if you can get a natural food, stay away from the corn and soil. This, uh, soy, you're getting fillers more than you're getting any kind of nutrient. Uh, and one of the other things I want to touch on, it's not something that you would think might be in your treats or in um, your pet foods. It's sorbitol and xylitol. They're basically sugar alcohol. They're an ingredient that should never be fed to your pet. They're highly dangerous. In addition to causing hypoglycemia, they're linked to causing life-threatening liver diseases. So sweeteners, I mean, we may have packets of it by our coffee pot or our tea pitchers, but our pets need to stay away from those. So I'm gonna touch on the grain-free foods. Uh, there's, I call it in my article, the grain-free controversy. A lot of people are pro-grain-free. I feed grain-free, I have no problems. 
But the fact remains that while there's never been any conclusive evidence with investigations of grain-free diets and DCM, which is actually known as dilated cardiomyopathy, there have been many associations of deaths of young adult dogs suddenly dying when they've been on a grain-free diet. Nothing else different about their lifestyle except that they run a grain-free diet. That was what was new. And then the animal suddenly passed away. So there was an investigation. DCM is a type of canine heart disease. It affects the heart muscle, where the heart can't pump enough blood, causing congestive heart failure. The diets of concerns in the grain-free diets that were being investigated contained legumes like peas or lentils, other legume seeds or potatoes that were listed as main ingredients. So there are theories after this investigation which really didn't have any conclusive evidence that maybe the grain-free diet deaths were more breed-based and not so much food ingredients. In other words, certain breeds may be more prone to health issues from a grain-free diet due to their genetic makeup for the DCM and other grain-free diet health concerns. Treats are no exception, and many contain this dangerous preservative uh, that, that we've been listing and additives. So don't just check your pet foods, check the treats as well. The good news is that with all these bad preservatives and all these dangers that are out there, there are some good preservatives. They're natural, they're out there and most are some type of antioxidant or vitamin. And by choosing the use of a natural preservatives uh, in pet foods, uh, the manufacturers are making it possible to have desired shelf life, which is what they want, but yet offering an additional benefit of antioxidants for our pets. So a good thing in the food that's good for the pet and still giving them the shelf life that they need. So natural ingredients as preservatives are actually a good thing. And a few of those that you will see when you're looking at the ingredients list, uh, I'm going to note five of them for you. There's forms of vitamin C, including absorbic acid, rosemary extract, sage extract, clove extract, and vitamin E. A lot of times vitamin E will be listed in the ingredient list as mixed to tocopherols. Again, mixed tocopherols. You don't need to fear that when that's a form of vitamin E. So again, natural ingredients that are not harmful and actually could give some benefits to your pet that you may see in the, an ingredient list, especially if you're using a natural or organic type of pet food or pet treat, are forms of vitamin C, rosemary, sage, clove extracts, and vitamin E. Our pets depend on us to protect them and keep them safe, to care for them and to be their voice. Choosing a pet food should not have to be dangerous. It should not be a mission of concern as far as am I choosing something that's harmful to my pet. We all want the very best for our beloved furry friends. Unfortunately, the threat, the threat of impending danger does exist in the pet food marketing industry, and we must diligently research and check the ingredients we allow our pets to ingest each and every day, especially long term. Many pet owners choose to make homemade diets for their furry family members. This is a dedication to be admired 
but great caution and much research should go into this task, as it can very easily be an issue if too much of an ingredient or protein goes in or too little of this vitamin or needed mineral is used in the food preparation, which could re result in the end of pet, you know, pet health issues again, because while met well, we may not have put what was supposed to be in there, or we may have put too much of another. Please ask questions and get answers about what is actually in your pet food. Talk to your trusted veterinarian. Reach out to the customer care service of the pet food manufacturer of your specific food. You deserve those answers. You need those answers. This is time well spent and knowledge that will be priceless as it's keeping your precious pet, a member of your family safe while providing optimum nutrition. To quote Sir Francis Bacon from 1597, knowledge is power. We must stay in the know about our pet. We need to know what we're feeding our pet. The reward is their longer, healthier life at your side. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't get much better than that. There's nothing more rewarding than the journey of pet ownership, the countless heartstring pulling moments the enjoyable, funny moments that come with it. I want to wish each and every one of you a positive wag, wiggle, and whisker day. Stay safe and healthy. I wish you all the best. We hope that you'll join us again. Our next podcast will be coming soon. Look for that. There will be a trailer letting you know what's coming up. I'm Cherie Kraft, author and creator here at Petcetera. You can email us with any questions or concerns at petcetera123 at gmail.com. Again, our website is www.petcetera4u.com. Again, wishing you all the best. This is Cherie Kraft at Petcetera signing off.